I stand on the dance floor. Everyone circles around me. I point to the DJ and I say, Hit me! And the DJ drops Jiggy by by the Fresh Prince Bel-Air. And I bust out all the dance moves, all the choreography. And everyone is just, ah, in amazement. All my funky dance moves. Now... This is episode 24. DJ Khalid, hit him with another one. I'm going to be picking up where I left off, which was at WrestleMania. So WrestleMania started at 5, and it was scheduled to, I believe, finish at 9. But you you know there's delays. These, These things go for a little bit longer than what they're supposed to. My son woke up at about... 5.45, 5.45, 6 a.m. out of excitement, uh, which is early for him. And then, you know, because we're on vacation, moderation, rationality goes out the window as it pertains to snack choices, candies, indulgences, sodas, fast food, all that stuff. Pile it on. Moderation, get out the window. We, we, we left that at home. And we come come to indulge ourselves so that's what my son did woke up early ate snacks crappy food all the way until wrestlemania you know uh now nightfall has has came we're at the main event is roman reigns versus some guy named cody rhodes i'm familiar with roman reigns the tribal chief Cody Rhodes has a family legacy. His father was a WWE legend. Both of those guys are big, strapping, handsome, very charismatic. So the match was going. It was the last one. It was towards the end of the night, the very last one, about 8.45-ish. And the temperature had begun to already fall incrementally all throughout the evening, as nature usually does, right? So because my son is, you know, tired, he's 10 years old, his endurance and stamina is not on par with mine, which is a grown, hairy American man. I can endure all types of things. But my son, he's 10 years old. So his lack of sleep, poor food choices... And the temperature. Oh, it's starting to get to him now. And he's squirming in his seat. And I see that he's he's ready to go. But he also knows that it's WrestleMania. And he wants to stay and watch the final match. But he's so uncomfortable. So we endure as long as we can. And then in my head, I'm like, man, I paid... I paid all this money for these damn tickets. I'm going to stay for as long as possible. I'm going to watch the crew pick up and disassemble the ring. That's how much money I I paid for these seats. I'm going to stay for the entire time. But nevertheless, my heart is more in tuned to serve my son. So I'm like, all right, son, let's go. We leave maybe about... I don't know. The match was almost done, but the suffering was increasing. And I felt bad for him. So I'm like, all right, time to go. Vamanos, mio. 
I'm walking out, and then we hear the three count. One, two, three. And the music, and the lasers, and the fireworks go off, and we're walking out. And, and my son was like, sorry, Dad. I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it, son. That's all right. We can always go next time. But as we're walking out, at least we're able to beat the crowd, the 81,000 people that showed up. We're going to be one of the first people to get one of these highly coveted Ubers. Now, SoFi Stadium is located right next to where the Clippers play. I forget. Oh, something Forum. Something Forum is right across the street. Anyway, so the the landmass that these two stadiums encompass is huge. So we have to walk from the exit to our Uber, which is across the street, and I don't know, maybe about a mile and a half, two miles, because you have to consider, you know, the huge parking lot that we need to traverse over to even get out of uh, off the damn stadium grounds. So, we're at the the Starbucks, the Denny's, which is uh, right across the street. Like I said, about a mile and a half out from where we exited. And I'm punching in the Uber, submitting all the requests. And once again, that damn Uber app is not working. Loading, looking for our driver Sending driver information over momentarily is is the prompts that I'm seeing on my phone, and we're just standing there. And meanwhile, you know, my son, he's starting to become colder, but you know, his spirits are high because he knows that we're on our way home and we're going to be going to our hotel in Venice Beach. So he is now excited about that, and the endorphins of excitement start to pick up. So his spirits, they're a little bit higher now that we're leaving. The wind is starting to pick up a little bit more. And my damn Uber app is not working. I'm like, man. My son's asking, like, Dad, how long is it going to take to get home? And because we're not far, maybe about nine miles, but this is L.A., it was a Sunday night. I'm not too familiar with the L.A. traffic times or patterns in regards to being a Sunday night. For all as I know, traffic is 24-7 in Los Angeles. So, I I try to tell him that, you know, it's not, it's not going to take long. So, as we're waiting there, we're in like a big, huge Uber pool where people are coming for the rideshare pickups. And some pleasant-looking fellow comes up to us, and he's like, hey, are you guys looking for an Uber? I'm like, yeah. And I'm able to pick up on people's auras. I, I have a sixth sense on their intentions. I'm able to, I don't know, pick up and suss out a shady character based on, you know, stereotypes that I have accumulated and set up for myself along my journey of life. And this this pleasant fellow, some um, younger 
looking Mexican, pleasant tone in his voice. He has his hair cut. He's dressed nicely. And he speaks well and the nice tone in his voice. These are all, all indicators that are not sending off my spidey senses to not trust him. But hey, you know what? He has his phone out and he's on his, his Lyft and Uber app. And I'm able to see that he is a Lyft and or Uber driver. So I punch in the coordinates on my phone and it doesn't pick up. Once again, I'm still stuck in that loading feature. And then he's like, hey, I can take you guys there. It's going to cost you $60. And that was the price that my Uber was suggesting. But it wasn't finalizing. I was just stuck in that perpetual spin cycle. And the, the gentleman who I was talking to said that because there's so many people trying to find Ubers, that tends to be the norm. It, it's hard for the app to connect so many people. So I was like, all right, you know, that makes sense. $60, let's go. Vamanos. So we're in the car. I have my my maps on my Google running. And, you know, he's we're all taking the right turn. So I'm like, all right, cool. This guy's not going to drive us off into a jungle and decapitate us. Nice. In about 15 minutes, we're back in front of our hotel. And it just so happens that this guy pulled up in an alley. And the alley's lit up well. It's on Venice Beach. It's in between two hotels. One of them is ours. But the... The orientation of the car, there was a mentally ill homeless person just out, you know, talking to nobody, or at least the voices in his own head. And that person happened to be on the su- on the side of the door where my son would have to exit out. So he would have to exit out right in front of this mentally ill person. And my son is like, Dad, I'm going to come out on your side. I'm like, all right. Okay, so I send over some Zelle to the guy because my app wasn't working. And then we exit out and we avoid the the mentally ill people. But, you know, to my 10-year-old son, these people look like zombies. They're much bigger than him. So the way that some of them speak you know, are more aggressive. And, yeah, my son doesn't doesn't know the way that the world works and I I know that you know these people they for the most part they will they won't mess with you unless you mess with them they're kind of like bees you won't get stung by a bee unless you mess with the hive so we just I walk past them and I assure my son that hey everything's all right you're you're with your old man we get into the hotel make our way up to where my two ladies are and we just recap our day and I open up the window and yeah sure enough we're right across the street from the beach looking out at the ocean you can hear the waves I'm like man this is going to be a great setting for a potential run tomorrow at least you know 20 minutes 30 minutes I'm able to get that in no biggie and it would be a cool 
cool little run to experience. We're about 1.7 miles away from Santa Monica Pier. So I can bang that out really fast and just go check it out. And then south of us is Muscle Beach, where Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of his steroid buddies made that place famous. Well, things were popping up before then, but they really set it out on the map. So we finish our recapping, do our nighttime routines, and then we crash and we go to bed because we've been up early and we had a long day. While my son and I were at WrestleMania, my my wife and my daughter, they were experiencing the little segment of where our hotel was in Venice Beach. And they got to see some sights, got to eat some food, got to go dip their toes in the freezing cold Pacific Ocean. And uh, during the WrestleMania event, we were able to trade some photos back and forth and it was a extraordinary experience for the both of us. We were both doing things that we've never done before, which is a, a highly uh, sought out, de- desirable thing to do as a human, right? Let's do things that we've never done before. Adventure. So the night ends, and then we wake up. I always wake up earlier. But my daughter happened to wake up a little bit earlier than usual. And we try to separate her from my son. Because we don't want to wake up my son needlessly. He needs his rest. So we're all in our little living room. And I slide the window open. And I peek my head outside. And sure enough, there's already people running. I'm like, oh man. A little bit jealous. I'm like, man, I I wish I was out there. But in due time... I will have my experience because, like I said, there's always, you know, 25, 30 minutes that you can sneak out and cut away for yourself to go and make an investment into your health, to your mindset, into your mental health. That time is always worthy to, to cut out any part of your day to get it in. And, you know, once you get it in, you got it in. And this morning, I was about to get it in at Venice Beach. So some morning time lingers around and we're just you know, playing with this, playing with that. Looking outside, people watching, eating some breakfast, etc, etc. And then the time comes for daddy to go put on his running shoes, step outside. And that, that's what I do. I step outside and I look back at my hotel. There's a very nice mural painted on the side of it. And there's already there's already a bunch of people out there who are walking their dogs, you know, walking in general, drinking their coffees, jogging, biking. And as I set out on my run, there's already people enjoying the beach. And this is Monday morning. Monday morning at about maybe 8.30 in the morning is when I finally got out. 7.45-ish. Something along that time. And there's already a bunch of people out there. It's not packed. But there's a bunch of people out there already beginning the day. And as I start to run, 
I start to see the signs that I'm in a beach town. There's guys waxing their surfboards. There's guys putting on their wetsuits. There's already volleyball clubs doing their volleyball games, setting, spiking, serving. There's dogs running in the sand playing fetch. And I'm like, man, this is Monday morning at about 8 o'clock in the morning. And people are already out living a healthy lifestyle. And that's something that living close to a beach really promotes is health. I don't know what it is about being next to a large body of water such as an ocean or a lake. That really gets people out to enjoy nature. And yeah, it's very invigorating to be in places like this. And Venice Beach, I was right. Before I went there, I made a a comparison on what I should expect was a little bit of a Santa Cruz type vibe. Santa Cruz is about 45 minutes, maybe an hour from where I live. During the summer, we go there at least three, four times uh, during the summer. And yep, I was right. Venice Beach is just like Santa Cruz, except for maybe 10 times longer. Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk is a little stretch of beach that has a boardwalk, shops, um, there's a, there's roller coasters, you know, it's just like a, a carnival on the beach that's permanently there. And I knew it. Venice Beach is just the same except for it's in Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is packed. From the short ride, it was about nine miles from Venice Beach to SoFi Stadium. It, there was not one square inch of unoccupied lot. It was just paved with concrete the entire way. And there was a time where I flew from San Francisco or Oakland to the John Wayne Airport in Orange County. And I remember looking out the airplane window and being able to see the fastness of Orange County. And I was like, man, this place is just packed. It's huge. And so this beach, Venice Beach, is located next to all that, all those buildings, all those people. And because there's so many people, Venice Beach is just one long strip. I think it goes like many cities, at least from Santa Monica through Venice Beach, and I'm not familiar with the other towns that are that are north and south of that, but it's just all beach. And it's just all shops. One shop after the next. Smoothie shop, coffee shop, t-shirt shop, liquor store. And then same pattern. Coffee shop, smoothie shop, t-shirt shop. All the same stuff. But you know what? What Venice Beach did have was they had, you know, there's a lot of history. So on the north side of Venice Beach is where Rocky did his famous run with Apollo Creed on the beach. That was pretty cool. My son 
is in the Rocky. So when we were exploring that area, it was cool just to point out, hey, this is a stretch of beach that Rocky Balboa was racing on. That, that was cool. And, you know, there is a lot of movie history there. So to be to have that presently in your mind adds some of the, the grandeur and some of the allurement. There's some type of mystique and, I don't know, some type of energy there. And you're able to pick up on it if you know a little about little bit about all of the the history. And then also next to Muscle Beach, where Arnold Schwarzenegger was throwing it down, there's a basketball court, and that's where White Man White Men Can't Jump was filmed. That was pretty cool. My son is not familiar with the movie, but I I am. So I I, I did, however, pull up some images via Google to show him some of the. The sets and movie magic that was happening there with, uh, I think it was Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. So we pulled up some clips and we were able to, to see that. And then also, Dogtown. That's where skateboarding really gained its popularity. So that was fascinating. All, all within that little area, so many things have happened. And that is what... Um, I, I think what Santa Cruz might be lacking. There, there's a lot of movie magic history in Venice Beach and that Santa Monica Pier that Santa Cruz doesn't have. But you know what? Santa Cruz does have its own history. Uh, there is a lot that has happened within Santa Cruz. But Venice Beach is probably probably a little bit a little bit more world renowned. And Monday morning, already a bunch of people out there. And I ran from Santa Monica, or from my hotel to Santa Monica Pier, all the way back down to Muscle Beach. And that was about a four and a half mile round trip. And when I was at Muscle Beach, um, I'm just soaking in the scene all along the route, you know, taking some notes like, oh, that's cool. Oh, wow, that's nice. Oh, wow, that's, that is expected. You know, there were some some homeless people sprinkled here and there. Not as much as I thought there was going to be, which is which was great. Um, but when I while I was at Muscle Beach, I struck up a, a conversation with a guy who got off his nice electric bike and he had a dog. And when I when he began to speak, he had some type of European accent. And so we got to chit-chatting a little bit. I asked him how long he's been living in the area, and he said six months. And when I was there, like I said before, it was Monday at about 8.30ish. All of the storefronts, they were all closed. They all had their roll-up gates. They were all closed. They were shut. And on these roll-up gates, there was nice murals. Uh, Some artists, I'm sure many artists whether it was legally or illegally, put up a bunch of interesting murals all along the storefront. So it seemed like there was about a mile worth of closed storefronts with murals on their closed gates. And I thought maybe perhaps COVID shut down a lot of these small businesses. And I thought to myself, how how tragic is that? But when I start to to talk with the semi-native guy, he's at least been there for six months. He was saying that 
that area during summer, yeah, they're all open. And they all get popping. So I can imagine the amount of people, the amount of characters, the amount of interesting people that grace that area with their presence. And that's why so many people flock down there because of the the culture, the beach culture. There's so many things to do. There is a... There's actually like two muscle beaches. One is actually like weights. It's an outdoor gym, essentially. And the other part near Santa Monica Pier, that's where like a bunch of outdoor gymnast gymnast equipment uh, things are. There's like a balance beam. There's like some ninja warrior type rings where you swing uh, from one, from point A to point B. And I don't know, it's maybe about 50 feet long. Uh, there's ropes. There's like really tall ropes to climb. There is. There's just a bunch of things. There was this one guy who was swinging his boombox and doing capoeira. He was using his boombox essentially as a kettlebell, which was pretty cool, pretty innovative. That was cool to see. We had lunch at Bubba Gump Shrimp. We had a. We had our car full of luggage. And I wanted to park my car somewhere where I had to pay because, hey, I'm no fool. This is not my first rodeo. I know how these people do it. They smash and grab. And the last thing that I wanted to do was have to buy a whole new wardrobe down in L.A. because someone smashed my window and took my family luggage. So that worked out. Venice Beach was cool. I definitely would go there Again, I would like to stay at the same place that I stayed at during the summer. Go up there like a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leave Sunday. Because there's already there's so much things to do and see. It's right next to Universal Studios. That's the place that we want to take our kids to, to go and check out. There's uh, so much history. We ended up going to the Chinese Theater and seeing... You know what? We saw Ric Flair there. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer. And then I also saw at the Chinese Theater walking around the guy from the meme got him. There is this this African-American fellow. He's making a prank call. He's talking on the phone and his friend is filming him. And then he's asking, can I, can I talk to D's? And then I assume the guy on the other end of the phone said, D's who? In which case, that prompted for the punchline, these nuts. And then the way he laughs, he's slapping his leg. He has some. He has a interesting, extraordinary face. So he's the Gotham guy. Saw Ric Flair. Saw the Gotham guy at the Chinese Hollywood Walk of Fame. So I told my son, "Hey, we're gonna see some celebrities down here," and I'm I'm glad that we saw at least two: Ric Flair and the Gotham guy. Uh, there's so much more to see. You know what? We also passed by. There was a big old Kermit the Frog statue on this building, and I Googled it, and sure enough, that's where Jim Henson created uh, Muppet Babies. Even though I was never into that, and they acted kind of creeped me out. It's still pretty cool to you know be in the presence of greatness. Jim Henson, what a guy! Created a, a lot of a lot of happiness for the children all over the world. Man, good stuff. 
Anyways, Venice Beach. Um, I would give it a 5 out of 5. I, I'll go there again. I want to explore more. I want to get deeper. I want to get balls deep into Venice. Or maybe have Venice go balls deep in me. Either way, we're about to get off together. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. And it's onward. Always onward. <laughs>